Hey, everybody. Hey. And welcome to this very special edition of the Roosters Podcast, brought to you by Casper and Squarespace. Thank you, as always, for your support. Today, we have a very special guest on the podcast. Thanks, Bernie. It's Mr. Gavin Free. Oh, How are you doing? Uh, <laughs> World's famous it. filmmaker right here. Well, so. in, in addition, this is Bernie, and in addition to Mr. Gavin Free and Miss Barbara Dunkelman, Hello. we have our Austin neighbor and filmmaking legend, Mr. Robert Rodriguez. Yay! Hello there. How's it going, Robert? Excellent, man. So I don't think a lot of people know this, but you were actually in this building before we were in stage five. You guys had a production going on here. We were shooting Dust Till Dawn, actually both seasons, season one and two. A lot of killings happened right here. Right here in the spot where we're all sitting. Is that why there was so much blood on top of some of our offices when you walked in in here? Yeah. So the offices that we have for live action and for the tech office, and I think your office too, Barb, they were motel sets. Yeah, it was an interior motel set that we built, and we just left them up, and you guys were very smart. Yeah, with a nice paneling we like to reuse room. everything here in austin <laughs> we did, we roger like... corman just put the sets aside reuse them and you guys used them to great effect yeah. to make these amazing offices i was really <laughs> pleased with that amazing. Uh, hey listen he says it's amazing it's, they're it's amazing, amazing considering what they were but also i mean uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before matt and i who uh, you know we started this company in a spare bedroom in buda back in 2003 yeah. but even before that uh, we got involved in feature filmmaking in the independent film world of the 90s which is really the tone of that was set by you and Tarantino and Kevin Smith, people like that. And you were a particular inspiration for us because you were a couple years ahead of us at uh, UT, UT yeah. and you made El Mariachi for $7,000. Yeah, on a summer break while I was at UT. Down in Mexico. Yeah, on film. My, my favorite part of that story, too, is how you funded. How did you get that $7,000? Well, you were here at that time. Then you remember that place called Pharmaco. I do. That's how most of us paid for college. It was a place where you would go test, do medical testing for money. Usually pay off like a credit card bill or something. You'd make like 500 bucks in a weekend. Or the one I did was $3,000 over a period of two weeks. But no, it was a month. It was a whole month in there. Wow. But I wrote the script while I was in there, and some of the guys that were near me, it kind of looked like they could be bad guys. I cast them in the movie. <laughs> And I made, uh, you know, $3,000 and $3,500 in there. And you like, that. And I found, I read just recently that the drug that you were testing turned out to be Lipitor. It was Lipitor. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a cholesterol-lowering drug. Where some of the other groups that are in there are, are like on, on like low-fat diets. We got to eat bacon and all that. We had, <laughs> we had the best diet in there where they were their lettuce. And we, had a, we had a good deal. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, I did that as well, but uh, I did just get my wisdom teeth removed because I couldn't afford it. So they did a test where... They were not using any kind of anesthetic for removing wisdom teeth. Like they didn't give you anything like any opiates afterwards. They just gave me ibuprofen. You you, you say that like it's such a casual thing. Like I had the wisdom teeth out, no anesthetic. That must have killed. Yeah. Like, wasn't it like the worst pain of your life? They still gave me like a shot in the mouth, but they okay. didn't like knock me out. So they numbed yeah. your gums. Essentially. Yes. They didn't give me anesthesia. You know, they didn't like they didn't completely knock me out. But of course, they numbed. Not like, it's not like a movie, like a western where they're decking me in the face. Uh, you made it sound like they were just pulling your teeth out and just like jamming Advil in the holes. I see you in a Roberts movie. <laughs> Gavin and I had a really fun time. You invited this over to uh, Troublemaker Studios, which is right next door. It's yeah. an awesome, cool complex. We got to see some cool stuff. Yeah, we did. It's we got to place. see some really cool stuff. In fact, one of the things we got to see is I'm kind of on the podcast, kind of known a little bit for wearing different socks. And one of my favorite brand of socks is Happy Socks. Yeah. And you, it turned out, like, you showed us this thing that you were doing, and you did it for Happy Socks. Yeah, I made a short film for them for, for the internet. 
they asked me to do something, be creative with socks, and uh, and you would get to design socks. And I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. And I, what I did was I timed it to when we were shooting Dust Till Dawn. So it's online now. They just released it. And it's it's cool. It ended up being a six-minute film instead of a two-minute film because we got ambitious. And it's badass. I mean, it's action. It's horror. And it's shot all in my parking lot. But um, since we had uh, the access of the crew and the cast from Dust Till Dawn, there's cool stunts and things we never could have afforded with a commercial. And they let me design a pair of socks. Oh, my God. So I've got oh. three, a set of Robert Rodriguez vampire so cool. socks that got released badass. for Halloween. You're leaving those so here, it's available. Right? This yeah, is for you guys. Say. All right. There's three pairs. So I mean, I'm going to use them as a weapon, just like in the... Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you'll see how she uses them as a weapon. <laughs> but I like really, you know, sometimes, you know, attaching with brands and doing something really creative with the brand to make you feel good about the brand. But ultimately, it's about entertainment. So when you watch it, it's just a cool little film. And I love short film formats. It's just something where you can show someone and they immediately want to watch it again because it's fun. Yeah, it's crazy to think how much has changed, too, since you started. I mean, El Mariachi, was that shot on 16? 16 millimeter. So it's like now it's like the camera that you carry around in your pocket is a better camera than you were probably scrapping to get back in those days. Yeah, I mean, I tell people if I shot the same movie today, it would probably be like a $700 movie, not a 7000 Most of that budget went to, majority of the budget went to film, buying the film, processing it, transferring it to video. So, uh, yeah, you could shoot the same movie for, for nothing today. How many crew were on that? I was the whole crew. Oh, yeah, I was literally the sound guy. I was the camera guy. I was the lighting guy. Because I didn't know if I could sell it, so I didn't want to spend more. It was already a lot costing years to do it. And I knew kind of what I could do just by myself. So is it hard going from one-man crew to then giving all those responsibilities to other people? Or is it just a load off your mind? Well, that's why I still do a lot of jobs myself. I actually ended up enjoying those. So I still write, produce, direct, edit operate the camera, I do the sound mix, I do the score. I mean, I still do a lot of those jobs because I discovered that on the first one that it was just so fun. And now I think a lot more, it's a lot more relatable to people today. I was on that new age where I was coming in. I learned on video, learned on digital, and then I shot film. And I applied what I learned on digital to film, which was just do it yourself. You know, so many people today now shoot that way because they shoot digital. But that was unheard of in the film world to do it that way. You always needed like 200 people. I'm just imagining you as like one of those one person bands with like the camera in one, the boom in the other, and just like all this equipment attached to you while you're filming this movie. Well, I still have to shoot that way. I mean, the Happy Socks was done that way. I mean, I'm, I was literally doing all the jobs because it's you move so fast and it's so fun. And next awesome. year, I'm going to do another movie for seven thousand dollars. It's the 25th anniversary. Only this time, we'll have a documentary crew filming it. And they'll have more money, more crew than me. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's to it. show how you would do it today, right? Um, and make a feature film out of it. Yeah, I remember seeing promotional stills. I think from I think it was probably Desperado, and you were in a Steadicam rig. And yeah, like, here's a director who's that's right, Alfred Steadicam. Yeah, yeah running a full Steadicam rig. And I just read. Uh, you asked a question like who was on the crew. His autobiography that I read was Rebel Without a Crew. Yeah. and that's the that's the whole point of it. It's yeah. uh, and I just read uh, Elon Musk's autobiography, not autobiography, but his biography as well. And they talk about him in that how he'll do that. He'll do just about any job in the company, which is kind of threatening to a lot of those engineers. But he'll do their job and do it better than they will because he can just absorb so much information. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's more of a subjective thing. It's not really that, that you're better than them, but you know the material better than they do. I mean you, you will just have a very particular eye towards it because it's so subjective. And then also I couldn't afford to hire anybody, so I just did them all myself. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy thing too. It's like you wouldn't even need to go through – the Pharmaco thing today, because you would just do crowdfunding, probably. And get, yeah, you do crowdfunding, or you know, if you really wanted to just you know pay for it yourself, you didn't have to spend anything. So I think what I'm going to show next year when I do it is show that sometimes limitations are good. Like you've only got seven props, and you've got to make a feature out of this and that. And, you know, really by limiting yourself, it's almost more freeing because when you can do anything, the big question becomes, 
what do we even do? Now we can do anything. Wow. But if you limit yourself and you, you, it's almost like within those walls, I create the, almost like the freedom of limitations happens. Mm-hmm. You can almost blow up within the, those confines. And that's what's really fun about it. That's amazing to hear you say that because that's exactly what I would talk about with our animator, Monty Ohm, who created Ruby, is you know, with red versus blue, we were limited to what was in that world. And that was it. It's like, how do you make a Jeep funny? How do you make a, a skull funny? And it's like, yeah. you just have to because it's all you have. You have to. And you actually just focus on that. And you come up with a solution because you you're limiting your focus. Yeah. But you, I mean, you, you're working on things now that are, I mean, huge. Like you're running an entire network. You're running the L-Ray network now. Yeah. You, but it's a matter of scale, not technique. It's the same technique, but you're just doing it. You know, you're only really just scaling up. You really, um, like you have rooster teeth. It's like you create a beast. And then you got to feed the beast mm-hmm. or the beast consumes you. And by creating <laughs> uh, for that beast, you actually come up with things that you never would have done otherwise. And you're really proud of. Like our network, we, have to, we had to fill it. I got yeah. a network. I own a network, but it's empty until you fill it. So we had to fill it with From Dust Till Dawn. I had to come up with a show called The Director's Chair. I had mm-hmm. to go, you know, Lucha Underground. And you just start filling it up. And then you're so proud of these shows and so proud of the content, just like – as proud as you all or anything that you've come up with. It was because you had this destination that you had to fill. So I, I would suggest to anybody who wants to go create, create a beast first, then feed the beast. <laughs> there you go. Similar in like service it. just creating motivation for yourself with like the crowdfunding for Laser Team. Yeah, a lot of that meant well, now we have to make the movie. Yeah, you get and pot like, committed, right? You're yeah, like, yeah. I'm all in. We have know? the money Yeah, now. we have to go do it now. Yeah, and people are waiting for it, so let's go make it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't have that kind of heavy leverage on yourself mm. otherwise. You know, not right. to that point. Not otherwise, that you can just sit there and noodle on stuff Yeah, you'll noodle on it forever and you'll never get it out. Yeah. You, gotta, you have to give yourself down. And we have air dates. We have, to, we have to deliver a certain amount. And so you have to come up with stuff. And you do. And then you're always surprised. When you look back and go, look at all this stuff we made this year. And this was the first time you'd ever worked in TV as a whole, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd wanted to get into TV, but the process was always so so difficult. You know, to get a show on the air, on a network, it seemed like everybody was trying to do that. Whenever there's so much competition, you just got to think bigger. You know, have your own network, have your own destination for people to go. There's very few people competing at that level. Yeah. So then you end up with a network and then, you, you know, you go and you fill it up with whatever you want, which is exciting. You know, the El Rey Network is... It's kind of like Comic-Con TV. I mean, it's just got everything cool that you could possibly put on a network. And you license old movies and, and, and series that you, that you love and curate them. And then you fill it, the rest of it with original programming. Mm-hmm. So that's how you get a 24-7 network, you know, that quick. is just, what do I love? And let's just put that on the network and make it authentic. And I love Director's Chair. It's where Robert sits down and interviews another director. And he's had like Quentin Tarantino on there. He's had uh, Francis Coppola. Ford Coppola, John Carpenter. Michael was, Mann, yeah. George Miller from yeah. Fury Road. Hopefully yep. and, Matt Holland uh, someday. And it's great. And what's cool is you know, we interview for like three hours and then I cut it down to 45 minutes. So you're getting only just the best wow. of <clears throat> tons of information. Like master class. I learned so much. Master classes in filmmaking. And I have one that the most proud of is um, been friends with Stallone for a long time because people kind of forget he writes, directs, edits, comes up with these characters. He won Best Picture really versus Star Wars with Rocky. And yeah. uh, he um, he was – he's the best. It's a really inspiring. Anybody who watches it, you're going to feel like you can go climb a mountain afterwards. It's really cool. That comes out November um, 15th. November 15th. And it'll be on L-Ray. Yeah. So who, so but then also any of our shows are also available, you know, digital downloads like iTunes and Amazon, all that the next day. Okay. So, and the LRA network, you were telling me before this that it's in 40 million homes. We're in 40 million homes now. Wow. We're like the, one of the fastest growing networks, um, independent networks. And um, most people probably don't even realize they already have us. So just go check your dial. You're <laughs> on Comcast, 
Time Warner, DirecTV, Sling TV, you know, a bunch of different uh, DirecTV. Um, just about all the carriers have us, and you may, I'm sure, like 35 million of them don't know they already have us. Yeah, wow. and if they and if you don't have it at your cable, if you're not listening even from within the United States, you can always get it off iTunes yeah. or some you other places. Programming, as well. yeah. It's available digital online. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about Dusk. So how did yeah. you settle on Dusk Till Dawn as being the thing that you wanted to bring to a TV series? Uh, well, most new networks don't even have new programs for the first five, sometimes ten, sometimes like in the case of AMC, twenty years. Right. So it was really unusual to have a new network and have programming. But I thought that's what really differentiated us, that we're creators. Let's have original programming right off the bat, first year. And let's even have a premiere show. So to choose a sort of premiere show that would have a sizable budget that would really compete with other networks, I thought, you know, Dust Till Dawn is just like a no-brainer. People still love that movie. Quentin and I get hassled. And everywhere we go, people go, Dust Till Dawn, we love Dust Till Dawn. They love Dust Till Dawn. Very enduring, you know, classic, cult classic film. So um, – I thought that had such a, a you know Mesoamerican feel. It very very much fit the the idea of the of the network itself. I thought that would be cool to continue. And uh, I had added some mythology to the movie that I didn't really explore. The whole temple and all that was added to the script. So I thought let's go deep into that and really figure out how to expand those characters and expand that world. So all of season one was an expansion of Quentin's original script. Mm-hmm. Uh, retold in a way that would set it up for future seasons. And now we're at the season finale tomorrow for um, the second season. Yeah, so that's tomorrow night. I directed that one. It'll be Tuesday night, and it's at 9 p.m. Eastern. You directed this one. Yeah, I directed the the first one of this season and and the finale, which is a blowout. It's like uh, a lot of the Dust Till Dawn magic from the film is in this one. There's even a seven-minute sequence of my band playing a song as a slaughter happens and they're almost like scoring it <laughs> for seven minutes straight. It's, it's just what this kind of thing. I don't think we could have even pulled off in the film, but it's just when you got a crew and people that worked on it now in our second season and all, all firing and all cylinders, it's the kind of thing you don't even see in, in television or actually even in features. It's really choreographed in a way that's pretty exciting that I'm most proud of that episode. Yeah, we worked on uh, on our movie Laser Team. We worked with some people that you've worked with before. We worked with a makeup artist named Jenny Lynn. Oh yeah, Jenny Lynn. Yeah, and we saw her stuff, and she had these big tubs. Oh, check her out in the Happy Socks. She gets she gets. Yeah, she, I was gonna say she's in that <laughs> she as well. Gets oh, no. She's in the short, and she That's gets killed. She's nice, on her. Jenny Lynn. She's I was really sexy. sad to see Jenny Lynn die. She barely gets one line out, and then she's dead. <laughs> well, you know, it's more Aww. than usually makeup artist gets. Usually, we get very few lines. But uh, yeah, she she had these tubs, and we're like, "What is that?" She goes, "Oh, that's for when I work on dust. That's for all my blood." Robert always <laughs> wants fill up the more blood. All my blood. So that's why there's blood in your office now, yeah. Barb. They there's know. blood stains on our ceilings in the, in the office, yeah. which I've yeah, always wondered about, but now that yeah, explains it. it. <laughs> so the finale for season two is tomorrow, but you guys also just announced that uh, season three has been greenlighted for. We just, yeah, we just it's one of those things where, you know, it's always kind of difficult to get out of a network. You know, are we going to be greenlit for another season? But at El Rey, it's pretty much, you know, I, I go, Robert, what do you think? Should we? <laughs> new for another season and I then go sit it, in right? that seat. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would be really good. You should do that. With, you should do that with director's chair as well. You should just split screen yourself yeah. in the other chair. And just have I was thinking somebody, somebody else told me that they said you should interview yourself. I thought that would be kind of fun. So <laughs> I, if I'm dressed like this as the interviewer and then the cowboy hat and the photo <laughs> yeah. as like the director and I just talk really. Yeah. One's Bob, one's Robert. Or just gather the whole staff, walk out of the room and go, sorry, it's a no. <laughs> the conversation really went south really quickly. So if you guys are shooting season three pretty soon, I just want to point out we're not that far away from you. If you ever need like victims or vampires. Oh, I've already been, you know, seeing everybody around here has been working long hours. They look like vampires. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going, this guy, I don't, wow. I don't even need any makeup. We'll just go right <laughs> in. Or super slow-mo. 
You yeah, know? super slow mo. Got that right here. Or if you need a, a woman kills. to scream. Well, he's an That's easy, me, well, by the way. Be yeah, I was going to point at Bernie, but <laughs> stole my joke. Sorry, bud. The uh, but so you're going to be shooting that, I assume, fairly soon. You'll be shooting. You're, you're yeah, we'll start now? the writing room, and then you know, sometime next year, we'll be shooting that. Right well, around here. We'll be right around here. I'd heard her. Is it hard to balance this with the other projects as well? Because I, I read, I don't know if it's a rumor, but I read a report that you're going to be working with James Cameron on Battle Angel Alita. Battle Angel. Yeah, I've been talking with Jim for years and years and years. I've known him about 18 years or more. And uh, we're always trying to find something to do together. So we're in talks to do a project called Battle Angel. Can't say more than that, but no, it's totally exciting. He's, 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 he's the master. Yeah, yeah. If nothing be... else, I'll get a really great, maybe three-parter director's chair out of that. <laughs> <laughs> you think James Cameron will be able to talk about it. movie making for a little while? I bet. Yeah. We, whenever we get together, we talk hours and hours go by just talking about this stuff, and yeah. I wish I had captured it. So I'm definitely when they record the definitive version of that's kind of what the director's chair is. Is actually I've had so many great conversations with these filmmakers over the years. I'm always like, I wish somebody was taping this because they say such amazing things that I know filmmakers would be blown away by and really I, I get it super inspired by him and this has been a chance for me to go recreate some of those conversations and i'm so happy i always get the same energy and the same stories that i've known for over the years so that's what i'm lo- most looking forward to is going back getting all these guys i've had talks with and and recording it for people to see yeah well that's going to be great the uh the if you do it with james cameron though He'll probably make you interview him like on a submarine at the bottom of the ocean. Or something <laughs> like that. One of his big adventure excursions. I, I also remember that uh, Guillermo del Toro was somebody you uh, interviewed in director's chair. It's a fantastic one. Yeah, that's a really good one too. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, uh, the Dust Till Dawn season finale for season two. Check it's it out. Tuesday night. It is on awesome. El Rey Network. Robert, I just want to say, if you know, you've got this whole network. If you ever need shows, I know a place that has a bunch of different shows. That oh, I was thinking up. about it. We should talk about that because, yeah, we do. We do need programming, and you guys make really terrific programming. I was a fan of you guys back when you were back in Buda. Oh, no, your son and Rocket's yeah. a fan too. My son Rocket, of course, loves oh, wow. Red versus Blue. That was the best when your kids come up and go, "Have you ever heard of Red versus Blue?" And I'm like, "Oh man, way before you <laughs> never knew about it, my son." Such a hipster. You don't know anything I know. (laughs) Well, listen, I want to thank our guest and our neighbor, Mr. Robert Rodriguez. Thank you for everything you've done for the awesome film scene. Thank you for all the wonderful films you've made. Same to you guys. And uh, it's great to have you as a neighbor. Thanks Thanks, for all the inspiration that you've given us as well. And let's leave them with a clip from uh, Dust Till Dawn Season 2. How about we show the trailer for that? At Rodriguez. I am simply here for what is mine. Something's coming. I can feel it. Stick a fork in them. They're done. Or they're just getting started. Every lawman's still out there looking for the geckos. If we are going to fight this war, we have to let go of who we were to become who we are. You're the showgirl who thinks she's going to take down an empire. No. I'm just, just going to kill, kill the Empire. You and your brother. You stay separated. You go around burning bridges, you're going to end up all alone on an island. I didn't know what you were capable of. This is my empire. My empire of blood.
Selective. You don't put on the Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. So, Mr. Robert Rodriguez, if you just tuning in, was joined us for the first part of the podcast. We talked to him about El Mariachi, everything from El Mariachi all the way to the new network that he's running, El Ray. And Happy Socks. And Happy – give me those. I, was, I saw them go by and I was like, I got to get a pair of these things. So, I'm going to swap them out right now. Can I have the ones with the teeth? I'll do it during the uh, – when we play another video clip. You don't want your, your foot on the camera? Oh, so they're all different designs. Yeah. Oh, I see. Here, you get these by default. Here, let me I, do a swap. We see you got to mix and match. That's how this works because oh. they color match, but then they're different. I, I think like someone so should listen, take a plate of this set without him there and cut that into when he was here. So it just looks like we're talking to an empty chair. <laughs> <laughs> you mean right now? Cut it in earlier? But with his voice yeah, coming like put it early, yeah. Well, listen, I just want to say, uh, so Robert's not here anymore, but if you want to find out more about what Robert Rodriguez is up to and what he's doing, you can always follow him on Twitter at Rodriguez. Somehow he got the name How Rodriguez. How did he get that He handle. said nobody else had had it when he joined Twitter. That's bullshit. It's, I find it suspect, yeah. personally. I don't know how he did that. Yeah, but that was, I mean, uh, you know, like I said during the interview, too, is that uh, he was a huge inspiration to me and Matt. Uh, you know, me in particular. Actually, Matt's first job <clears throat> out of school was working for Robert on the faculty. Well, when we went to Troublemaker, we saw Matt in one of the pictures on the wall mm -hmm. from, like, a big crew photo. Matt's little face. Wouldn't it be cool if Matt was interviewed on that show, the director's chair? Yeah, it would be. Full circle. Full circle. Real full circle. Well, it said we went to the way we interviewed him. Here. Yeah. That's yeah. the way this worked. So, hey, guys, what's up? So. No Gus today. We got no Gus. I like how they changed we're, the we're shot. We're going Gusless. <laughs> oh, look at this. They have a three-person shot. Yeah. That, looks, that, before. that looks offset. Look at that. That is not symmetrical. That looks like a great, looks great. shot, personally. <laughs> looks great. It's Anything without Gus. It me out. So I want to run this I headline. Look huge compared to you guys. <laughs> well, you're in, you're in front. I've, I saw the most amazing headline, and I wrote it down. And I want to see what what you take from this headline. I want go to ahead. see if you understand it. You ready? Let me get, let me catch my breath. Okay, go. <laughs> you, you all you have breath. to do is tell me what the story is about. <laughs> Wait, are we? Is this a competition between Bernie and I? It's about James Cameron and the submarine. Yeah, you can buzz in. Maybe. Okay, you ready? Man fails paternity test because the father of his son is his unborn brother. Oh, I can tell exactly what this is. <laughs> I got, I just got it totally figured out. But fails, what? He failed the paternity test, meaning his <laughs> unborn brother was the Wait. was the father. <laughs> was the dad? So here's what it is: the guy was a twin in the womb. The twin died. Then it became what they call a parasitic twin, which is actually the opposite, where the living twin takes over. And embeds the dead twin in it somewhere. And I'm pointing to my arm. I'll tell you this in a second. But uh, <laughs> then they took a genetic test for the guy. But he has at different places in his body. He has different genetics. Yeah. Is there a so twin living was, in his penis? Was in his p penis. So apparently the, d the genes, the DNA in his sperm was completely different to the DNA or genes in his saliva. So he, he failed his own paternity test. So because his unborn twins genes were passed on to his child. In the majority. He would make a killing it's on Mori. 
Amari. <laughs> well, What's that Knocking chicks you up? You are not the father. Every time. Well, let me ask you this question, Gavin. Here's yeah. a fundamental philosophical question for you. If you have different DNA in your saliva and your testicles, which is your DNA? Just answer gut question. Testicles? Yeah, right? I am my testicles. <laughs> so, like, if they somehow took a sample of DNA from your brain and that was different than your testicles, you're still going with testicles? I don't, could you, like, pull DNA from a brain no, hole? But let's assume you can. I don't even know if you could or not. Brain hole? They tend not to. I would say brain outranks testicles, but testicles outrank mouth. <laughs> I want to make a chart of your like, Which part of you is you? Where does navel fall? I mean, this is going to be there? a chart that someone Like knows. navel fluff? No, like just navel. Just your navel. Like, say they scrape it out of there. I would like, say that's last. Dead last, right? I'd say. Although, that's where your umbilical cord We're just is ranking body parts. I'd at say this point. pinky is the lowest. Pinky finger? <laughs> Why pinky? Why not thumb? So, I wonder if that's ever happened in a crime where they're like. Some awful bastard killed someone. Get that pinky DNA. <laughs> but the DNA didn't match because they took it from a different part of it. No, that's actually – I read a story about that just the other day where there was some kind of crime. I want to say it was a robbery though and it wasn't like a murder or something like that. And <laughs> they had genetic you know, DNA proof that it was one of these two twins. And this one twin was like a bad dude and this twin wasn't. But – because the DNA was the only evidence they had, they couldn't prove definitively which one of them committed the crime. So he was found innocent. No way. Because just having a twin got this guy off. Wow. So is that better than just – Barbara, that was not sexual getting off. <laughs> Come on. Animal. Barbara immediately started laughing about that. <sighs> so is it okay that they let them both me. free? We, by the way, we kept it really professional while Robert was here, and I appreciate both of you for that. I tried. There were some parts where I wanted to say something, but I was like... <laughs> I wanted to sneeze the entire time, and I didn't. This chair feels empty. Why don't you... Let's get somebody up here. John, come here and talk to us. Do you, do you so, think that while up, talking to Robert Rodriguez, uh, <laughs> farting during that time would have been like the most uh, inappropriate, nope. embarrassing time to I fart I don't think ever? so. I think his sense of humor runs pretty wide. I mean, it's... Yeah. Like some of the stuff in Spy Kids is... I love know, Spy Kids. Pretty raucous. You know, and then of course, he, oh, Gavin, he showed Gavin and I this, this, I think it's from a movie he released. It was from Machete, that one clip that he put together where, with the cutting off the heads. Yeah, yeah. I know what he told that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, that scene, that scene was lunacy, yeah. you know? And he's talking about chucking heads, so it's realistic. Hey, John Rice. Hi, John. Hey. How are you doing? Is he in the shot? Bernie Burns. shot with John in it? He looks oh. hey. flashy as hell today. He, he walked no, into the Monday. No, that wasn't the word used earlier. I, ca- I called him a flashy git. There you go. Because he came in like that <laughs> wearing- Wearing sunglasses. I don't know, me, right here. He was wearing sunglasses, head up, and like just strutting. <laughs> like, I'm John Rising. I don't know. This is, I'm, I'm blazed up with sun specs. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever strut in my life, but thank you You were strutting hard. I was strutting hard. I said that you look dapper. Dapper. That's what I said. Um, thank you, Gavin. So, you're welcome. John, you're welcome. talk to me about this, because you're Mr. Comics. I am Mr. Comics. So I read about this uh, project that Cameron and Rodriguez are going to work on called Battle Angel Alita, and yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. What is that? It's a it's a manga. So you say manga? You say manga? manga? Manga. A rise manga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn it! Hey, cheers me. <laughs> Barbara was just hanging there. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a manga from like the 90s. Look at Robert's IMDb. Look at this. Why'd you have it? Screw printed? you, John. Yeah. <laughs> you have a laptop and you're, you're reading it on paper? I had print because I wanted the notes handy. You can literally pull it up on your phone right now. You can literally got a website printed on top of a screen that displays the website. There it is right here. I'll stack it right here. It's like my clipboard. Cheat sheet. Yeah. And it's out of date, probably. 
I had to print it out because it covers <laughs> it covers five screens. His, his freaking IMDb as a director. He's got like twelve franchises. Here, do you want me to hold one up for you? Yeah. I've, no, it's fine. We're good. Do you have any emails as well printed out? <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Jackass. Yeah. All right, so tell me about this battle, Angel Eden. I'll it's listen like this, time. this uh It's like this. <laughs> it's like it's like this. Uh, this futuristic world that's like set in like where like cyborgs and monsters like run around. And it's about like this. Uh, this 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 cybernetics doctor who finds like parts of like an old uh, cyborg model and then restores it and that's like Alita. She's like this cyborg robot and uh, turns out she doesn't have any memory and then like within like the first issue of the manga she uh, shows that she can like she remembers this very elite kind of fighting style and so then it's like her finding herself as like becoming a bounty hunter of these other monsters and and that kind of thing but um i mean it should it reading that and like thinking about like robert's like work like on sin city and stuff um i i mean i'd be down with something like that. it was something that james cameron was supposed to he had the rights for it for like forever and then he just he just hasn't had time to do it and he and he wants to work on like i guess people are saying he can't do it because he's got to work on the avatar sequel or uh, trilogy and so he's doing a trilogy huh that's what it's that that's that's the news you know always it's with what, the trilogies like avatar news like changes Titanic, like every week no <laughs> that's that's just the one i don't know what else they can do they can do a prequel to titanic <laughs> which is like a rowboat one for jack <laughs> hanging out that well, that sounds cool. I mean, it's like the way you're describing it. It's like very strong female lead character, which right. I think Cameron does really well. Like it's a, it's like it's like it's it's like one of those really futuristic worlds, like Fifth Element, uh, AI, that kind of like world. Aeon Flux. Yeah. Well, let's not say that. Um, <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to group that together with the potential project of, of Robert. Why are you hating on Aeon Flux? Because it's a horrible I've movie. Never seen it. Aeon Flux. But it was back to- from a really cool uh, thing on a. Uh, MTV called Liquid Television, and then they made it into a Charlize Theron live action movie. Didn't she? It's like some woman with black hair, right? Dude, That's it's all I remember the cartoon. The you see the cartoon, John? The yes. animation? It's, uh, it's just, I'm sure you can find it online now. It's freaky as fuck. What's yeah. freaky about it? It's just, it, that's just it. It's just freaky. Like, there's an, the, the whole show starts with the intro where the fly, like, walking, and then a Venus flytrap catches it. But then you realize it's not a Venus flytrap, it's a lady's eyelashes, and then her eye, like, rolls around to look at it. Like, her eye was in the back of her head. Yeah. And it's just like that's that's uh, the intro. That would make me uneasy. Yeah, that's the intro to Aeon Flux. Yeah, it's like one of these. It's like one of these worlds where, like, I, the way that what I read, uh, uh, James Cameron didn't want to do is because he wanted for technology to catch up where he could actually like create this world. It's going to be live action, but like, like Avatar is live that action. Must that suck kind of thing. as a director who has the rights to something but is waiting for technology to be to the point where he well, can make it. Didn't he say that about Avatar? Like yeah, he, he had Avatar in the waiting right? for like a decade. Yeah. I wonder if Avatar, like, when I saw, I mean, I saw Jurassic Park just recently, holds up perfectly fine. Yeah. After all this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Terminator 2, which was about the same time frame as Jurassic Park, was seemed revolutionary at the time, too, but it also doesn't quite hold up as well. Mm -hmm. The the T-1000? The T-1000 one, yeah. And, uh... You know what doesn't hold up? Terminator 1, where he suddenly turns into a stop-motion animated, like, (laughs) stick thing, like, walking like this. (laughs) thing to me about the Terminator franchise like that the stop motion animation the weirdest thing about the Terminator franchise is that they literally spoil the movies in every single trailer for that franchise right or even the newest one one. even the newest one yeah like Terminator 2 was like the biggest spoiler ever they gave away the big twist in the movie what was the twist they gave away that Arnold's a good guy oh okay I think that's a twist though it app dude when, <laughs> when there is a mall and Arnold funny? has the roses and they're coming down the hallway and there's that moment of 
good guy or bad guy, oh. and then he shoots the T-1000. That's in, like, the first ten minutes, though, isn't it? It's well, still a spoiler. It's still, but he's the bad guy in the first movie, and then he's the good guy in the second movie. That's so the big if, twist. The, if the movie had opened, it fades from black, and he's like, Ugh, and then he just says, I'm the good guy. And it was in the first minute. Is that still a twist? No. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it is. I would want to <laughs> know that in the movie theater. Argument, it is. I think, I, listen, why do you think a twist has to come in like the last bit of the movie to be a twist? Gotta it's got to build up to it. a twist. It's no, a, this is a franchise a level twist. This isn't your like run of the mill, like within a feature twist. Mm. Was this it a, you who was talking about one time you went to see probably. a movie at the Alamo Draft House and there was, you know how they show those little pre-show videos and clips? Yeah. There was like a skit or something that showed someone using a weapon to kill someone. That was like the big from, from No Country for Old Men. Yeah, the big surprise weapon he pulls out at one point. It's uh, not really a surprise weapon, but it was like I felt like it wasn't necessary for Alamo to detract from that moment. Oh, the before film. you saw the movie, yeah, yeah, they were using it on pumpkins. Yeah, outside of the Alamo Ritz, and I was like, you, it's a funny video, but you guys kind of like took away from what turned out to be one of my favorite movies of all time. The reveal, right when right? The, the first time he uses that on someone, it is a surprise. It's, it's a very it confusing is, moment because you don't know what the hell this guy's. And know, the guy himself doesn't know. He's like, yeah, what's this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, even after he, he gets killed, you're still left wondering, like, what what happened? Mm-hmm. How 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 is there a whole? But they totally describe what the thing Should is. Should we describe at this point what we're talking? Oh about? yeah, <laughs> it's like a cattle, a pneumatic. Yeah, it, like, punch. It's like a hole, but that like shoots out like a pneumatic connected rod. to like rod Air, that like tank goes really into it. Yeah, and it like, goes into an animal. Have head. you seen No Country for Old Men? No. Oh, it's a great movie. He just walks the, around. Like, it's very con- disturbing, but it's the, a compressed uh, canister of gas. The scene. With him and the and in the gas station clerk with the coin flipping might be one of the most stressful scenes in film that I can like recall. Wait, yeah, it? it is really stressful. You Why know what's you? a great way to reduce stress is get a good night's sleep. This episode <laughs> of Rooster's Eat Podcast is brought to you by Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to the customer. Casper's mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a very fair price. I, you know, Ashley and I, we need a new bed. For our, there's nothing wrong with our old bed. But, <laughs> no, we, for our guest room, we need a bed, and I think I'm going to do a Casper bed. But then I'm worried that the bed in the guest bedroom will be better than our bed. So, so swap you just them. Treat so I just, I can swap yeah. it out, right? Who's sleeping in that bed? Here. What? Who's sleeping in that bed? In the guest bed? Yeah. Nobody ever sleeps in a guest Joe. bed. So you can buy it easily online and completely risk free. Casper offers free delivery and painless returns with a hundred day period. That's a hundred days. So you it's don't have period. to lie down in a showroom. <laughs> Casper's mattresses are made in the USA. Get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $950 for a king-size mattress. Comparing this to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. And you can save an additional $50 as one of our audience members by going to casper.com slash roosterteeth and entering the promo code roosterteeth. That's casper.com slash roosterteeth and the promo code roosterteeth. And did you know, statistically, lying on a bed in a showroom has no correlation to whether it is the right bed for you. So thank you, Casper, for supporting the Rooster Teeth podcast. As always, you guys are wonderful. Okay, I didn't mean to cut you off, Barb. But that saying? was smooth, Bernie. Just you like my segue? Yeah, that was really nice. Listen, so very natural. Uh, I'm taking notes. I like Gus's segues a lot better. Which is, hold on, I need to read this. That's my segue. <laughs> That's fine. Before That's we go to our next game, to I gotta up. read something. That's how he gets us to shut up. Otherwise, we don't ever stop talking. Go. On. So it works. Just going with a ham fist. I was going to ask you if you could print out the page for the No Country for Old Men IMDb so I could remember who the actor was. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut off your joke. We're going to fucking pull (laughs) it. You know, it's a joke with like a four minute gap in between the singer. (laughs) So we can look. No, but I legitimately forget who. Bulldog with the joke. Who's in that actor or in that movie? Who's the main actor? Javier Bardem. 
Javier. No, actually, the main actor, I guess, is Josh Brolin. By the yeah, way. But the one we remember. Yeah, Javier Bardem is that definitely movie the takeaway. Okay. ends like garbage. What? No. No. No, no, no. No, yeah, you, you're fucked up. You really think that's bad? <laughs> this is, first of all, it's based on a Cormac McCarthy novel, and it's Cormac McCarthy's a fantastic writer. So, and it ends just the same way that the book does. So what's, what's your problem with the end? Your problem is the end with the Tommy Lee Jones talking bit? It was like, movie, movie, oh, movie, oh. Good, good explanation. <laughs> Wonderful. The way all movies end. Origin of the English language. I don't language. think this is a movie, spoiler. Movie. What I'm about to say. If you haven't seen No Country for Old Men. It's Man, like 10 years even, old. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, shame on you. Um, no. But No Country for Old Men is like the whole lesson with Tommy Lee Jones' dad at the end and talking about like the way things used to be. And then the whole thing with the kids dealing with Javier Bardem when he gets into an accident and like them dealing with him and then he kind of gets away and does this other thing. And towards the end, then Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> does some stuff. And there's a climax and then Tommy Lee Jones talks. That whole thing, that whole like last 15 minutes is so on point for what the title of the movie is, which is just like – and I think this applies to you know, what we deal with like right now. I'll tell a story about like stranger danger and shit like that um, in a second. But it is this notion that when we were younger, the country was better and safer or that the world was a better place and that things have gotten shittier over time. And that's never been the case. The world is always getting better, not worse. It's just us. Who just like as we grow older and we can't tolerate those things or we've learned too much about the world. And it's more about us than it is about the way the world is going on. That's why it's no country for old men because this is a place that's always been rough and tumble. I mean there were Indians and cowboys killing each other. Um, you know, There was plagues and everything else and it's just you know, as you grow older, you, you have no tolerance for those kinds of things. So that's what I think. And that's like nowadays when you know, I go to a playground and there's as many parents at the playground and I'm one of them. But there's as many parents at a playground as there are kids. When I was a kid and I went to the playground, there was no fucking parents around. We would just, yeah. just did, my parents would kick me out of the house at like 9 a.m. and say, "Come back when the streetlights turn on." Yeah. Did you also like <laughs> leave the front door unlocked when you left? Yeah. Yeah. My my ex, my ex grew up in a small town. She did that, and I always like she kept leaving the door unlocked, and I would have to constantly go lock doors in the house, and uh, that drove me nuts. But it's one of those things. It's like the world was just as bad back then. It's like it's not. It's not like the world has gotten worse. <clears throat> My, I had a buddy. This, re- this is going to infuriate me talking about this. So I got to mentally prepare for this. You want a pillow? <sighs> yeah, give me, the, give me the Hitler pillow. What is that? No, you didn't oh. give the Hitler pillow. No, it's pillow. not the Hitler Close pillow. Close enough. I'll uh, it. So I got a buddy of Leave mine, and he to me. told me this story. He told me this just this morning. Um, <laughs> he went out this weekend with his kids, and he went to a bowling alley. And it was just you know normal day out with the kids. And he had to go to the bathroom, and his daughter is young. She's like five or six, and his son's a little bit older than that. And he was like, okay, but they're okay. They'll be okay here. You know, so he goes to the bathroom. So he's going to the bathroom and he passes this like day camp of kids where they're all out on a field trip bowling, you know, and they're, they're there for the day. And he's going to the bathroom and there's a female camp counselor there. And she goes, you can't go in the bathroom. There's somebody in there. And he goes, in the men's bathroom? She goes, yes. And he goes, it's a big bathroom. He goes, I've been here before. It's a bowling alley. It's not, there's enough room for a lot of people in there. And, he, and then a kid walks out. Like that, like just a little kid, one of the kids from the day camp walks out and he walks back to the uh, lane where they're bowling. And she goes, yes, I'm sorry. It's just against our policy. That's against our policy. And he's like, what's against your policy? She goes, for any of our children to be in an in a unaccompanied male situation where an adult male would be around them unaccompanied. Wow. And he's fuck? like, what the fuck? He goes, do you think that's a normal thing to say to me? He goes, what, what's wrong with you? And she's like, well, that's just our policy. He's like, you don't, first of all, you don't own the bowling right. alley or anything. Yeah. It's just like so – he brought it up because I had told him the story about the Qantas 
airlines where they moved the guy yeah. because he was sitting next to an unaccompanied minor. And they, their policy was adult males can't sit next to unaccompanied minors. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with people and that you would do that? And if that's their policy, then send the kid in with like a male counselor or something. Yeah, exactly. They probably don't trust that guy either, you know? <clears throat> Buddy system. So messed up. It's just... John, it's crazy. No, I'm, it's I'm, crazy. I, just, I, I totally agree with you. That's crazy. I'm saying, but like, you know, instead of like keeping a, an adult man from going into a public bathroom, just send a couple kids in there. It's just that like, it, it's like shit storm prevention because if something did happen, they'd be in a lot of trouble. But like how many people are going to diddle a kid? I, I Did, get what would, you're they, saying? Would, would, they, would they have had the same policy with the girls' restroom? I, Probably listen, not. Who knows? Who knows what their logic I guess was? Guess the frequency of male diddlers is higher. But is like, it, what is the figure? Like, how, it seems how many like and how many? Everything I read, though, is some teacher sleeping with her students. You know, a female, 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 yeah, student. female teacher Our sleeping teacher, with her yeah. students. Yeah, I always hear about priests. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's the other one too. So <laughs> it's just he it's wasn't wearing a like, both a people. Collar or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a he was going in. Then like, I would have said, yeah, hold on. Yeah, it was, and he wasn't wearing like a. Boy Scout outfit. Sorry if you're a Boy Scout. That was really low hanging fruit. <laughs> who else? Who else can we? That. Can we? Uh, I don't know what you, you could do in that situation. If you like, you need to pee, <laughs> and you know you're not going to mess with any kid. But if you just barged in and peed, would you get in trouble? No, like, well, they, don't, the they don't have any jurisdiction there. Right. I don't know. Like, you what broke if she? Policy. What if she called the police? <laughs> like, could that have escalated What's to the charge? That's what, what I'm saying. It's like she, I used a public restroom. Yeah. So if he knows he's not going to do anything. Why didn't he just go in anyway? No, no. While he was discussing with her, the kid walked out. Oh, uh, okay. So it was like literally like – I mean someone stops you. If you were in that situation, what would you have done? I would have been just as mad as he was. Would you, no, but you wouldn't have gone in. Let's say, let's say you're in this situation and the kid doesn't walk out while she's talking to you. And so you're left with the choice of either following her lead on the policy or just going past this woman into the bathroom. I would have gone in and molested the kid. <laughs> sorry. 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 No. I'm so sorry. And that's going to be taken as a soundbite. <laughs> no, I would have just gone straight in and been like, fuck off. Really, just fuck off. Because I've actually kind of reconciled myself with this. I caught myself one time at a playground where there was a kid who fell off of like maybe like a four-foot drop and fell on his shoulder. And he gets up and he's crying. And it's like – I just sat like two feet away from the kid going, hey, you're going to be okay. I didn't get near the kid. I didn't want to touch the kid because I was falling prey to that same idea that if I get anywhere near this kid and he's crying, that I'm going to look like I've done something weird to this kid. Oh, I'll, right. I'll attest to that. So I mean, I'm, I'm past that now. Yeah, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't like the feeling that I have, but I, I, same thing. When I'm at a playground with my kids, like you're almost scared to get in proximity or, or, or even like, you know, for any reason, touch any other kid. It's like, you've got some sort of germ that you can't, uh, you know, you know, do anything about, but yeah, it's, I feel the same way, even though I'm there at the playground with my two little girls. I always, say, I always said other people's kids are like plutonium. Yeah. It's like, you just like, don't, you don't touch them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you guys see the video on Reddit the other day where this guy was flying his drone around, just taking shots of the landscape and everything like that. And some guy confronted him saying, my kid's playing soccer over there. Stop filming my kid. Oh, yeah. People are weird about that. And he was that, just like, sure. no, I was just filming, like, the hills and I was filming the, the outdoors. The outdoors. <laughs> and he's like, well, my kid's over there, and you're filming my kid. I didn't give you the right to film my kid. You're a pervert. Yeah, he didn't and, give the satellites right the way to film his kids either. And it's like, first of all, his kid's, like, this big, maybe. He has a tiny kid? <laughs> Shut up, Chris. <laughs> Chris. Don't laugh at that. Chris like that one. Probably laughing at the dad jokes. How long until someone figures out some sort of like microchip to like embed in people that when I've, cameras film them they like blurt out. Like in Watch Dogs when you look at yourself on the yeah. security camera. 
mean, I, you know, uh, they'll probably have a lot sooner. They'll probably have chips that we're going to be shooting into kids' arms so we can track them with GPS. Like that's a totally I'm normal thing to do. Surprised that doesn't exist yet. To be and honest, I actually, I actually have that on Joe the cat now. You shot oh, something yeah. into him. I'm no. glad you entered that sentence with Joe the cat. No, I have that. I have, Teddy. He has a collar, but the idea of my kids wearing a GPS collar—that's just a bracelet. That's just yeah. a cat. Just, a cat collar is a bracelet on a kid. Honestly, it's just a phone. <laughs> I mean, most I, I had like a really creepy thing happen um, that I didn't even sign up for. We upgraded all of our computers to Windows 10 at home, and Teddy has an account, and JD has an account, and they're all tied to their, their Xboxes and everything else. Well, because Teddy is listed as a child account still, um, our first week after having Windows 10, I get this report that says, here's everything your kid did this week wow. in Windows 10. Oh. And it told me all the sites that he went to, oh, what percentage of the time he was on certain sites. That's oh. fantastic. I guess uh, so. What, you you like don't want that? to know that. No. I, do. I didn't even. I don't even know how you I didn't activated even request this. I think that. that's a, that's amazing that it automatically, without you requesting it, was like, oh yeah, you need this. The assumption is that I would want it. Yeah, too. That was what was so really did you weird. You want to use it, or did you just be like, ugh? <laughs> what I don't did, read it. Did, was there anything weird on there? You know what? I read it. That's. It, I, I'll yeah, be honest. I read it. it. Yeah, I did read it, and because I was kind of, I was mainly out of curiosity. Well, what other reason would you have read it? What? Curiosity would be the only reason you would have read it. I'm like, I like, wasn't doing to like find <laughs> something. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, weekly activity report. I don't want to hear it though. Teddy. I feel like it's an invasion on his privacy. <laughs> I'm not going to read it to you. I, I, I will not read like, it to you. This is for Teddy? He's like, I don't know if I should see this. And now yeah. he's like letting the entire internet see his <laughs> child's history. So, if you could print me a copy, that'd be great. <laughs> I'll just show it to you there. Like, there's all the sites and how much time you spent on each site. What's the top bar? Steam. <laughs> Did so. I see people.com there? Nope. Oh. I was just like, damn, Teddy. He's got, he's basically, I'm not going to tell you what he did. It's not your business. Fuck off. But it's our business. <laughs> I would want to, I don't know. I've, I don't have kids. I can't really think about my own opinion in that situation. I feel like I wouldn't want to know, though. I think would I'm, you want your parents to know what you're up to? No. I mean, they can. I mean, it's not. At like 16, would you want them to know what you were doing? No. No. Not, no. Even, not even if like there was anything bad. It's just there's some sort of level of like when you're, you know, at that age, you just, you want something that's your own. And so the thing that like. Thing that you're anything you're doing by yourself, like someone else can just check on without your permission. That would just be like, that'd be a super bummer as a kid. A huge bummer. And I, I used to yeah. advise these two, especially when they first started working with us, is you know they're a younger generation and they just post all their lives online and share everything. It's like don't you don't have to do that. That is not a requirement. You think I did that. Oh, yeah, I, you would overshare stuff and Ben too. What I overshare? I didn't overshare too much. Well, just like just like posting where you are and what you're doing and pictures of you like drinking with friends and stuff like that. It's like. You know, it's like you don't have to. You don't have to share all. Was that it stuff. better back in the day when people didn't do that, Bernie? L- I, listen, all I'm saying is, John, <laughs> I went to a bar. Sorry for oversharing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, all I'm saying is that like who you're Leave dating some and all that stuff. in the relationship, Gavin. Come on. But it's like I, I lived in an age where it was a nice sweet <laughs> spot between when they invented fire and when they invented internet. <laughs> I'm somewhere in that range, and uh, I'm glad that I went all the way through high school and then the earlier part of college before. Everything just started getting documented. Forever. Well, that's what that's what Will Smith said once during like a, a, a talk show interview where he was like, he was, he was talking about his kid, Jaden, and how like I think he actually used the word dumb. Um, and he was like, I when I was seventeen, I was dumb. He's like, but there was no social media to document right. me being dumb. Yeah, just lawsuits. Yeah. And it's even self-documentation. I was in a movie with a guy that as soon as I got cast in it, this guy was also in it. And it turned out uh, when it, when he was like seventeen, it came out that he posted something when he was fifteen. 
that he subsequently had erased, but it was a really fucking dumb comment that this mm-hmm. guy made. I mean, it was really dumb. He acknowledged it was really dumb, and it was like, but it just it's going to follow him forever. It's well, to think him. about how far that's come, I, re- I remember reading an article, and this must have been something like Wired Magazine. This had to have been like 10 plus years ago, and I was reading about a guy who somehow, uh, in error, got on like the like the FBI, like an FBI list. Um, and he wasn't supposed to be on there, but it was like one of those lists that once you get on there, you're never off just because just in case. And so he was always under suspicion of like where he was or what his, uh, he, he was using his credit card for. And so to battle that, he was, he had like a GPS device on him, which is before like your phone was that. And then he also was constantly taking pictures of himself and pictures of where he was like menus of places Mm -hmm. and posting them to a blog constantly throughout the day. And to read that like, you know, over a decade ago, that was bizarre. Someone documenting throughout their day with pictures and their location on the internet. It was like, wow, that must be like, that must be crazy to do that and horrible to have to keep up with that. Now people, you know, we do that voluntarily. Yeah, it, it, it's done automatically yeah. sometimes. Like you don't even know like things you're doing. I went to Facebook the other day and it you know the thing where you post your fucking status or whatever. What are you thinking? Your fucking status. <laughs> what is that thing at the top? It's always like what are you what are you thinking or <laughs> Which, what, what's it, on your mind? Yeah, I think, it says, mind. I think it, it says what's your fucking status. Well, I think it says what's that. On what your does mind. it say? No, so there's other thing today. Go to Facebook now and do it. I went to Facebook and it said, hey, you have this link in your clipboard. Do you want to wow. post it? That's yes. a hideous feature. That's an <laughs> awful feature. Who awful. would ever think? Yes. They also have the ability to have all your photos from your camera roll automatically be uploaded to Facebook. That's dangerous. That is something you could accidentally activate or I could say, uh, like, or no, I don't want to click it and I click the wrong fucking thing and then I'm posting yeah. a link to who knows what. I am so What's happy I don't have a Facebook account. That sounds horrible. How about man. we all whip out our phones and we all post our clipboards right now? See what happens. I'll, I'll paste mine and see what Let's I see. have. I'm curious what I have. Let's paste our clipboards. Mine is you at home. Do the mine same. Is the free place here's your, here's how I know like it's well, that's, like, that's a hashtag. game. Have you ever done that where you, like you tell people to show you the last photo they took? Oh. That's the thing I tweeted from the Rishi account. Here's how I know I can fuck that up. I had the stupidest problem ever. Where there's a certain kind of Razer keyboard I like. It's the Death Stalker keyboard. It's got really flat keys. And I like it a lot. It's a good name for a flat key, just, keyboard. Death, Death Stalker. Death Stalker. <laughs> it's a terrible name. But I like that one. And my P key on my old one stopped working one day. And I was like, ah, forget it. So I went and got out of the Let's Play room one of those clacky mechanical keyboards. Yeah. Those yeah. things are horrendous. Yeah. Who the hell wants one of those things? Gus. I hate them. Uh, Gus makes sense. Gus would want one. Gus loves the loudest. He hears the possible. clacking, and he knows it keeps away people. Exactly. You know that would come like talk to him. There's like six different kinds of switch you can get, and those clickety clacks, ridiculous. It's awful. People have like preference to like what color switch they want and stuff. And it also like does rainbow or like the chroma yeah. stuff underneath. My kids like that stuff. But. I have a, a – my clipboard was Miles Luna's address, so. Oh, I'll try mine. <laughs> so, I, uh, so then I finally said, all right, forget it. I'll just buy another version of the keyboard that I like. So I went and bought the new keyboard. It finally <laughs> arrived. I plugged it in. I was using it. Go to type P. The P on it doesn't work. What? And I was like, this is exactly what happened to the last fucking keyboard. Turns out, somehow, I had opened up a profile, made a profile for the keyboard, and changed P to nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I plugged in the new keyboard, it, like, downloaded my profile from the cloud and goes, oh, this guy fucking hates P. So it turned it off on my new keyboard, too. (laughs) He must have been really... How did that happen? I mean... What's that? Oh, it could have been Joe like, actually saying. You like Joe fucking out of the keyboard. I was going to say, you must have been really ist off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what my clipboard is. Thanks, Chris. 
Let's see what my clipboard is. Did you guys you can pictures? See, you can just see. Really you can see. Like, when you watch Barbara, you can just see her formulating these things and holding on to them until there's, like, a lull. That one was really funny, though. No, it, was it wasn't. She gave... That was really funny. Ugh. Like, usually it's tough. No, so you can't good. say it's funny because then it just continues. They're all really funny. <laughs> that is mine. What is yours? Oh. I'm sure it's a Barb. It's a dick pic. No. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, it's I like Barbara's reaction. <laughs> oh. oh, it's a. Uh, it's a EW article about season three Ruby. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Entertainment Weekly one that premiered this weekend, that which was pre- awesome. Congratulations! I didn't blew do anything. Blew up the website. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, I was talking about it in the vlog that I posted today, but uh, Adam said he brought forty servers online in order to maintain the website while people were getting Ruby, and that didn't work. He said it was double the amount he thought we would need. He literally said, I spent too much money on it because I was out of the town, and I didn't want to have to deal with it while I was out of town, so I like doubled up on what I thought I would need, and it's it really, still wasn't enough. It's really funny that the way that we gauge success around here is how much we kill Adam. <laughs> broke the same. Like, how many, how many years of Adam's life you take off? That's, that's like how well your show's doing. Yeah, like if he looks really happy on Monday yeah. morning, it's like, what? what oh, happened? we're doing horribly. Sometimes Adam just comes into our office and just goes face down onto our couch. <laughs> it's, really like, it's a good day for Adam. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Guy's got a lot to do. He does. It's, like, it's, really it's smart. The, like when we do our Monday meetings and we go around departments and you get to tech and just Adam like exhales. He just has yeah. his hands in his pocket. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> so we got this and we're doing yeah. that. Uh, business says, usual. Business oh, as usual. <laughs> he, well, the one thing he asks, like, I love every, like, it's almost every single week. I don't know why he says every single week. He's like, if you don't need to bother us, don't bother us. We need to, we got to work on alone. this. It's Who like, doesn't <laughs> say that at this point? Though? Yeah. That's also like achieving Hunter yeah. Sinatra. Just everyone's in the office. Just leave <laughs> us alone, please. I'm surprised you guys just haven't, like, boarded up the door. You guys could still come visit Gus, Bethany, and I all I, the time. I stop by there about once a day. Say hello. Get nature bucks. I know why. I hung out on the couch today. I got accused Coffee. of you eating your nature box last time, and I did not do it. Who did? The second to last one, I ate that. One. <laughs> the last one, I don't know what happened there. There was a lot of stuff. I there think it just got delivered to the wrong person. Some pear stuff that I had never seen before. Some pear granola. Mm. I believe it had pear in it. <laughs> Is that pear? Something pear related. <laughs> or on your new keyboard, was it pear? <laughs> I think it might have been pear. It could have been mango, but could no, it was pear because it was a Thursday. No, it might have been a Tuesday because then that was when I got my hair cut. So it's I like those kind of stupid stories. I knew it was a pear because I had a buddy <laughs> back in grade school and he needed a pear every day. <laughs> That's when I learned about pears. Back in the good old days, we had pears. Of course, we didn't call them pears back then. Do you think <laughs> if Eddie we called them sour apples? <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone? I feel like if you were to ask the world, do you know the color orange was named after the orange? Do you know that? Yes, that I was, did know that. That was the best conversational fuck you you could do. <laughs> I didn't want to get too far off the topic. It's I'm sorry, like, guys. It's like, it's like conversational oh, he, looked like, he looked like he was building up to something. It was going to take a while, so I just wanted to get that thought out. Yeah. What orange was, was not called orange before the orange fruit. They named it. They finally said, fuck it. Where's I think everyone knows oh. that. Oh, is it true? Yeah. I didn't know that. What are you talking about? <laughs> what was the name of the color then? What was the original color name? I don't know, but Frizz everyone bot. knows that. You ever think, it's I think it was like versimilitude or something like that? <laughs> I'll look this yeah, up. That's how, that's how they named colors. They're, they're like red, blue, yellow, versimilitude. versimilitude. <laughs> that's why I changed to orange. It was such a mouthful. Okay, orange color original name. Just like a group of people like, Maybe Jerry, we're not going to fucking call it versimilitude. It had a name. Maybe it just didn't have a name, Bernie. The, un, the, the unknown color? 
I'm looking this up. Gavin, why don't you go with your thing? I was there? trying to talk about the pair, but the pair. No, my comment was dumb, and work. to talk about it now would be it would just. Is it too much? Now, well, now we've got to talk really about it. Really worse than that? Well, I was going to say, like, if you asked the world there there you go. what their favorite fruit was, or if you could be a fruit, which fruit? No one would say pear. Um, pear is actually my favorite fruit. Get out! Pear is absolutely. I love pear, I love pear too. It's my favorite fruit. Your favorite of all the fruits? I, I, I yeah. buy you can't pear. even buy juice. I buy pear. Yeah, you what can. is pear that? Juice, Who yeah, cares? You can. Yeah, you can. You can buy pear juice? <laughs> yes. You can buy anything juice, almost. Anything juice. You can Steak buy prune juice. juice. How do you explain that? That is true. How do you buy prune juice? Because prunes are just. <laughs> so they're just plums, juice? right? Plums. Why so is it plums? 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 Just like they're like they're like. Well, I mean, blend it up so much. It doesn't juice. taste it's also like a dry thing. <laughs> yeah, there's no like glass of juice. Is there raisin juice? Yeah. Well, there's. What's it? There's not it? really much there's wet in a raisin. Right? What? There's grape juice. There's nothing wet left in there's a plum. There's some bedroom talk. For or you. in a pear. Or in a pear. <laughs> 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 no, but prunes have that flavor. You could mush. Hey, somebody on Twitter, tell me what the real name of an orange is. I think it's like the real name of the color orange. I think it's a bum fact. I don't think that's real. Orange was called Gio La Rouge. There you Bullshit. go. Gio La Rouge. Reed. What does that say? <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Gio Red. Gio Red. Meaning yellow red. In old the color English was referred to as Jola Red, meaning yellow red, in Old English and Middle English. Okay, what the fuck is Middle English? <laughs> what is that? That was it's where we stand. That was right after, la- right before last English. What's the, it's the, the, yeah. the middle of England? At, right like after the first English. 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 Yeah, give me a map. I can point to Middle <laughs> England. Just, just the middle of England? <laughs> it's like literally the, the Middle Ages. Is the Middle Ages they yeah. spoke like that? Yeah. They said Gulared? You're asking him? Yeah. Did you learn Gulared? No, no, I, I, I don't know. Is that how you pronounce it? Gulared. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's absolutely not. Someone go on Wikipedia and change that to ver- 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 whatever so the fuck you said. You can't even say it. It was a Gulared. Maurice is which, online telling you that. What's your favorite fruit, Gavin? Favorite fruit. Wow. You had this question for Maybe. Wow. I like the Asian no, pear. No, just like a lovely, uh, lovely grape. Oh, obviously. I used to feed Gavin grapes from my... What happened to that, by the way? Pre-prepared meal. Oh, that was like a weird thing, but I seriously. drink space food now. That's what yeah. happened. You want like some of my sludge from the bottom did of my... Did you have your space, space food today? I did. I had two space foods today. I had my space food. Or, yeah, you're also doing space I food, John. I am doing space food. I also it's like the grapefruit. Nope. Pink, oh, uh, ever, grapefruit? Why? The I mean, grapefruit. Did this podcast win awards at some point? At one point. Okay. I don't know why. Now, now, <laughs> I think this is more about them than it is about us. <laughs> Stupid award givers. <laughs> the, uh, but how come they don't, you don't ever eat another fruit the way you eat a grapefruit? Like, if you gave me an orange and I cut it straight down the middle and started eating it with a spoon, I would be a fucking lunatic, wouldn't I? Well, why is the grapefruit the only thing that you do like that? I the think only the size. It's well, I don't eat a grapefruit like that. I peel it like a damn orange. And you eat it like in slices? And yeah. I, I also like extra peel it. Like with an orange, you just pull off the segment and you eat all the goop. You eat all the gack that holds the goop. <laughs> but with a grapefruit, I get rid of everything except for the, the, the little soft you fleshies. You eat all the, 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 little, the little pods? <laughs> no, I get rid of all like the pod skin. Just no, so it's, it's like, inside of the little pods of juice is essentially what it is. That's yeah, what, no, that's what you eat. That's, that's the, the meat. All the sediments. The gack. But the gack's I, the outside. God damn it. The gack's the skin. Yeah, okay. it's like the inner gack right. skin that holds the goop. I'm the idiot here. That's what it is. <laughs> no, but I don't like to do with a spoon because then you get all the gackage. There you go. Okay, makes my, sense. My parents would prepare grapefruit very specially for me and my brothers. They would cut it open and then take a knife and cut around the edge and then cut through each slice so you could just spoon each piece out. Very easily. You don't have to actually, like, scrape it. And then they pre-chewed it. pampered childhood did you And have? then they would sprinkle a little sugar on it, too. Is that like a Jewish grapefruit technique? <laughs> <laughs> what 
What's that? Why would it be a Jewish? Everything thing? that my parents did for us was a Jewish technique oh, in some in some this? manner. Oh, is this guy preparing a grapefruit? Oh, oh it looks. He, look, he made it look awful. Well, that's all. That's all. It looks like a brain. It looks like a bacon ball. He's making mm, like grapefruit labia. Uh, no thanks. What? Yes, Look at no what thanks. he's doing. He's like fumbling the. That's the worst chef ever. What? What were you supposed to That's take like away a chef, from that? He's like at a halfway house. Should we just make a bunch of like really crap but not joking chef videos where we prepare food in like the worst ways? Isn't that like how to basic? Isn't that what that is? <laughs> oh, yeah, you ever watch how to basic? Yeah, they kind of got out of hand. <laughs> guys, are lo- guys are fucking. <laughs> like every- By the way, you just spit so <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. There's a lot. All I mean, it, normally you can just get like a little drop now and then. That was like a full gob. <laughs> Honestly, the grapefruit made my mouth water. <laughs> Oh, this looks so good. In response to the oh, grapefruit. Like, mm. Oh my god! I, my mouth is filled with saliva. <laughs> I'm gonna make some so noises. Kind of reminds me of Michael when he gets really excited and his yeah. mouth starts to foam a little he bit. That's, that's what Jeremy's been commenting on recently because he's in the main room now with the, with the big boys. Yeah, and uh, he's noticed how much Michael. I spits. think everyone's a big boy. Oh, Michael spits a lot. Yeah, like Jeremy's yeah. like blown away by the spit that comes when out. Michael, Michael gets into like yeah. like into one of his story modes. It's just that's like every minute, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he'll like legitimately foam. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, Michael's excited, but he doesn't slow down. It's for gonna it. be a good one. No way. Why would you? Yeah. I've, I've I, well <laughs> recently my experiment in vlogging. I found that vlogging is actually way harder than it seems. It is. Yeah, Felicia Day said that when she started doing her. her I think it's called her flaw. Doing it well. Yeah, well do, I, let's assume it's going to be good. Let's hope. Well, so why is it let's just, let's well, not just talking for like you really, – you're pretty much talking for 20 to 30 minutes straight. Yeah. And it's just like just a straight go of gabbing. That was it's like you start to build up spit and shit and everything <laughs> in your mouth. And, gack. Yeah, gack and whatnot. So. That was one of the things that I discovered. I, when I, I had a short stint where I was a, 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 a professor at a college and uh, adjunct. What? Adjunct. You're Adjunct. a professor? I was a professor. Professor Reisinger. Um, you do look pretty Professor prof. Reismonger. I, 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 sorry. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, it was that big part of like, you know, college classes just like lecturing. And so like standing in front of a class and talking for like 30 minutes nonstop about, you know, a program or, or designing and that kind of thing. It's like, I, you know, my voice went away and, and it was like, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, I must have thought, I, I know I've talked with Meg about it before. I think her like post entertainment career that she envisioned was like college professor or something like that. I've always thought it'd be fun to do that. Like I kind of been doing a lot of stuff down at the university south of your Texas state, and it's like <clears throat> you always give really good talks. What would it really be like to do like a whole class? Like well, prepare for that because that's like if you did a whole fucking semester, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be in a class. A Can you imagine to make the class? Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. Short of this job, my favorite job I've ever had was being an adjunct professor because it was just. It was a great amount. Like you, you, yeah. It was it, the first time I ever taught the classes because I made my curriculum. It was a lot of work because you're literally making. You have to fill the class. But then once you had like a curriculum, it was kind of like it was just fun. How old were you when you were a professor? Uh, early twenties. Wow. And you were at a college. How old are you now? Nice, right? I'm thirty-one. That's a good gig, my friend. What? Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know you were over thirty. Yeah. So were you twenty? I missed that thing. How old? Thirty-one. So you were in your twenties okay. when I met you. Yeah. Late 20s. Hmm. Couldn't and, you and, do that math on your own? You I don't know how long I you've known John? No, I don't. I was trying to figure out. Have I known you for two years? Yeah. yeah. You used to have like a little uh, like 
short haircut. You now versus how you looked when you first got to Rooster Teeth is night and day. Yeah. It's People, ridiculous. It's been a... Was he night and day? Look at him from like 10 years ago. That's like... Yeah. No, even like two no, or three years ago. No, that was even ago. 10 years ago. Um, no, people, because we, we're coming up on, like, a year of On the Spot, and people have been posting, like, how I looked in the first episodes versus how I look now. Oh, there it is. There it is. Look how full of joy <clears throat> you are. And that's are. a year ago. Look at that. That's Happy not, young that, man. Yeah, that's probably about a year cut, ago. Do a oh, hard man. cut from that to John right now, trying to line that. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you definitely went through the biggest change. And then now cut to the, the picture of me that I posted for Extra Life last year. What did you do before this? Did you ever do any web stuff before this? Did a little bit. Tried to stay away from web stuff as much as I could because I wasn't like a programmer. I was I'm, – I'm a graphic designer. I'm the art side. Yeah. But, I mean, there was like – I think it's getting better now, but there was a time when people just considered that all one thing. And so like, oh, you're a graphic designer. You can make this website. Yeah. Like, well, uh, some people can. I couldn't. I was completely on the aesthetic side. Well, you wouldn't necessarily be a, need to be a programmer in order to – have a good website if you had a really great place to host it. I want to remind everybody Perfect. that this episode is brought <laughs> to you by Squarespace. Great. Start building your website today at squarespace.com for a free trial I fell and for 10% it. off your first purchase. Go to squarespace.com slash rooster teeth. Squarespace. Oh. Build it beautiful. So we've always said this before, but you have to have your own space online. That's Completely really important. Agree with that. We I mean, there's no other reason to do it. And I talked a lot about that in the vlog today that I put out. But with Squarespace, your site will look professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding required. The, they have intuitive and easy-to-use tools. And Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. Trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world, Squarespace starts at $8 a month, and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Start your free trial Site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to visit squarespace.com slash roosterteeth for a free trial and to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Thank you, Squarespace, for sponsoring our podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we were talking. We were just, we did so many interviews last week because of the laser team announcement with YouTube Red and you know, it's always going back to those early days. That's what most people want to talk to us about. It seems like I'm just starting out and how we were like four years before YouTube even existed. We started doing all this stuff. So what do they want to talk about? Like the origin story of Rooster oh. Teeth and that kind of stuff. And like, how'd you get started? And like, talk about, you know, Laser Team. Have you guys ever wanted to make feature films? So we talked about the early days. And all just that stuff. one interview. And you can make it a small publication. I just want you to answer one time that you started out in porn. Just like make that just that just one. Once. Never. Start? Yeah. I just, mean, even you saying that. At some point in the future, I'm going to read a thread, a comment Perfect. thread somewhere where people will have misinterpreted or something like that. Wait, people for the record, Jack was the one who was important. People <laughs> misinterpret stuff on the internet? What's that? People misinterpret stuff on the internet? It's one big game of telephone, isn't it? Yeah. That's, who, that's the way it works. It's been yeah, raining broken. recently. Do you have on your phone? <laughs> Weirdest transitions. I was just thinking of something. Is this another ad read? Is this I was other? thinking of something that happened to me the Rishi other night. podcast brought to you by Talking Rain. <laughs> Do you have emergency... Weather alerts on your phone? Yeah. No, yeah, I turn uh, them off. I have a new phone, and by default, they were on again. You don't like them? Dude, it's like a fucking train is so, driving through my... let me set a scene. I couldn't sleep the other night, so I thought, well, I don't really want to... I don't really like listening to headphones in my sleep, <gasps> but I, I had to because I couldn't sleep, so I was listening to like, rela- relaxing shit. About 4 a.m. <laughs> Which in is headphones? the emergency tone in my headphones, <laughs> oh my so God. loud oh because I was God. listening to like really quiet, relaxing stuff. 
I don't think my heart has ever beat faster. Like, what was your physical reaction to it? I just leapt up. I must have hit the ceiling almost. <laughs> it was so shit. scary. And the best part about it was the warning was like, don't drive on the road. Yeah, you like, don't drive anyway. Be careful, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> why, play, why isn't there just like an automatic... Could we had so much rain this weekend, though. Yeah, but I don't need to know it for The thing about those emergency warnings, though, it's nothing you're not going to find out on Twitter if you just look at your phone or the news or anything like that. It's not like you need to know right then and there. When I wake up, yeah. One of the best, one of the, like, during the first year that I was here in Austin, so I come from California. We don't have anything like hurricanes or tornadoes, that kind of thing. We just have earthquakes. But there was a time, about a year ago, we had, like, we had a really serious storm here. And it was actually to that point where they were, like, the emergency warning thing was telling people, like, you know, uh, get somewhere safe. Duck and cover. That kind of thing. And that really freaked me out because I've just, like, you know, almost 30 years old, never dealt with that, you know, my entire life. And so I was, like... Trying to figure out who of my friends has lived here long enough to be able to like, give me good advice. And so I, I remember texting Jack. And I was like, Jack, what, what do I do? Because I, um, I, Jack's you know, your go-to. Well, I, 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 could, I couldn't think of who I had a, a phone number for that had been here a long time. You hadn't been here a long time. No, I know. I was, I was, still doesn't I assume you talk about that hurricane thing that happened. Yeah. And so I mean, he, he gave me advice. But one of the things that really freaked me out was because I was, I was worried about, you know, uh, our tornado or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, um, you Which know. Which we don't get a lot of here, but. Well, yeah, Dallas, I Dallas or tornadoes and anyway, go ahead. But he did say something. He's like, if you hear a train, yes. get to somewhere safe. And that freaked me out because I was like, what do you mean if you hear a train? Like, the, do trains get fucked up during like tornadoes or something? They just start flying through neighborhoods. <laughs> train. <or something>? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. And then he, he like texted back. He's like, yeah, they make sounds like a train when they're about when it's they're just, close. You, there's nothing else you can really associate with that noise. It's like the house will be just rattling. The way he phrased it though, yeah. it's just like if you hear a train, get somewhere safe. <laughs> something like a train. Like, My kids are watching. <laughs> so you get under the bed. They yeah. were they they loved it. I had them like in because they they didn't know what was going on. But I had them the fa- safest place in my house was the downstairs bathroom underneath the stairs. Yeah, and so I had like blankets all in the bathroom, oh, and I had them down in there. Stuff. And they were like, "We're having a slumber party in the yeah. bathroom downstairs because Daddy's weird," you know. But they didn't know. The Where dangers. do you think the safest place in this office is in terms of tornadoes? Or there's not a lot, probably because we have big bay doors. So yeah. if like a tornado hit this thing, it'd be kind of rough. And there's probably the old achievement in our office, which is now the gaming department. Because well, just because it's a there's room, a wall. it's an actual room wall. It's, in a room. it's walls. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether they just don't have Gavin's office. Gavin's old office. That's, a, that's even two more walls back. It's got a little bit of glass yeah. in it, but because we don't have center. any bathrooms inside. Well, I've never experienced that tone or that even that option in the phone. I don't know whether. They just added it after I moved here, or we just don't have them in England. But it's it's terrifying. There, like, there's, there's actually another one that'll cause that. Is Amber Alerts cause yeah. that as well? And that's a missing kid, right? M- miss, it, it's supposed to be missing kids, but a lot of times it's missing, missing senior citizens. Yeah, missing old people are now Silver there. Alert. Uh, I don't know. I always thought they were just. I thought Amber just meant. I think Silver missing Alert person. is an older person. Missing. Is it? Mm-hmm. What is there? I, I recognize the real problem. It silver Alert. I recognize that's a real problem. Yeah, great right. <clears throat> I know. What, it's, a missing old person. It doesn't seem to be the same level as a missing kid to me. A kid missing is like, is on their own, they can't do something. That's ageist. It, well, it's it's a, a little kid. ageist. It's a little ageist. All I'm saying is if you read... When you get lost, Bernie, if, we're not going to come after 40, you, okay? When you, if you read 40-year-old guy lost in a Tesla, just don't bother looking for you, me. When, when whatever okay. happens and you get into that fugue state, we all know you're going to get to at some point, we're just going to be like, he's fine. He's fine. It's he after said, you find your second cell phone. Last seen auto driving down I thirty five, complaining about oversharing of the younger and generation. Hairs. <laughs> 
you see that video of the guy in his Tesla where it just veers into oncoming traffic? So the exact same thing is what happened fu- to us. People are fucking idiots. People are just, they're basically idiots. That All those videos that people are putting out show that people can't follow a simple set of rules. And it's like, I don't know why they, the guy was filming the car driving while he's, while he's supposed to be the one driving the car. And he's, like, drive. he's got a camera and all that stuff. But if you read all the documentation, we talked about this on the podcast. I think you were here last time. Tesla is overselling it by calling it auto drive. It's, it's really not. I mean, the wheel will turn and it will steer itself down, but you're not, you literally can't make a turn in the car. You can change lanes, but you cannot like make a right turn. The car doesn't stop at stoplights. The car doesn't stop at stop signs. It's like if you're on a, on a freeway or like a highway, like on the middle of nowhere, you can just set it to go. Yeah. I can drive all the way across Austin, never touch the wheel and never touch the pedals as long as I'm on the freeway. And I'm like, I got a straight like shot. Just follow this road. Right. If it sees taillights, does it slow down? Yeah, it'll lock okay. on other cars beside okay. you. It actually does way better in uh, in bumper-to-bumper traffic because it has all the other cars to, like... What if you're driving along and <clears> someone <throat> swerves? It actually bit? reacts faster than I would. Like, if somebody cuts me off in front, it backs way the hell up. Oh, wow. The one thing it does is when you go to tell it, I want to change lanes, and it, it, like, will wait till the car gets a little bit out of the way and then gets over. So the car is actually, like, way more aggressive about changing lanes than I would ever be. The problem, another problem that it has on a freeway is when, and this happens a lot of places in Austin, where all of a sudden a lane just splits or a lane like comes together, you know, and something like that happens. Like a merge, you mean? Yeah, when lanes merge or split. You know how in traffic, if, if everyone's just stationary and then the car in front moves ahead, the next car moves, and it's kind of like a very slow sort of like snake-like movement. If they were all Teslas locked onto each other, would they all just go at the same time? No, there's a bit of a delay. There is, but it's just like. Well, I think I wouldn't it just be like a constant slow movement, like through, like because the reason why we start and stop is because our reaction time, we see the light, then we go and think. But if if it was like a, a robot or a computer, wouldn't it just be like, all right, everyone just kind of like a big hive mind? Yeah, of that's what I think. Assuming <clears throat> assuming that if there's a standard out there and enough cars become auto drive, that they'll communicate with one another, but they don't really do that. They're designing them so, such that they can just interpret what's going on on the road and then react accordingly. I think they're going to have to update traffic lights to, in real time, broadcast their state. Like a traffic light needs to Wi-Fi the fact that it's red, and then other cars can pick up on that. Why? If the cars can already detect it, it's cheaper to like have all the cars just have a camera with a tiny computer well, chip. That because can do it, it could be fooled by something else that's red. Yeah, you're talking about like a direct data link, which I think would be more accurate than. Yeah, sure. I mean, down the road, you know, is there replacing? Like they've replaced most of the street lamps with LEDs now. You know, so because it's more but efficient. How would, how would a car tell the difference between a brake light and a traffic light? Because it sees it up higher, <laughs> and it's round, and it's not on a car. <laughs> like my 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 car. You're talking to someone who doesn't drive. My Just car. That, I was okay? curious about. it. I was very careful about it, but I got behind a motorcycle and I turned it on, and it recognized the motorcycle as a full vehicle, like. Just as that small little profile it said, that's a vehicle, and it followed it the way it would follow anything else. It didn't just go like <laughs> right over the top of the dude. It's only half of a car. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Two <laughs> wheels. Master race. Four wheels. Let's go. The, um, so how far away do you think we are from a car that I can buy? It doesn't have any buttons. You to never. You're never going to buy a car. I've been talking about buying a car well, for like 10 years now. Self-driving car, right? I did see an Aston Martin for the I don't think recently. Teddy will learn how to drive a car. And Teddy's 10. Why not? What do you mean? Because I think there'll be auto drive cars by the oh, time. No, I don't think you'd be that fast. I think I think maybe be my two year old. I don't think your kid. So I can, as long as I wait. No, I mean they'll be there, but they'll be more expensive. Our family's way rich. We're so much richer <laughs> than yours, John. <laughs> uh, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> I do have one asshole statement to John while we're here. When, when is Teddy sixteen? 
Uh, he's 10 now, so do you want to do the math on that? Six years. Do you want, do you want to do as well? How long have you known Jack? Yeah, how long have you known Jack? <laughs> I can wait another six years. Yeah, six years, I think, is like, uh, listen, I think once can- technology kind of like gets its foot, there are self-driving trucks in Europe right now, like 18-wheelers. Those are the things that they have driving themselves right now. Are those That's things. terrifying. That's pretty fucking terrifying. Wait, how, how long until the first uh, sci-fi horror film about self-driving cars? It'd be like Jewel again. What? The what? Spielberg movie. What was Jewel? it called? Oh, uh, Duel. What did I say? Jewel. Jewel. I thought you said Jewel. Oh, yeah. That's you did I, say Jewel. That's how I pronounce that word. <laughs> did you say Jewel? <laughs> With a J? That's what it sounded like. Wait, say, say, I thought you were talking about like, the, the pop artist. But two people are dueling. Du- yeah, Duel. They're dueling. Well, how do you say what a diamond They're is? Dueling. What kind of, that's a... Uh... A, a Geocarude. What was that thing? I not remember it. Gularad. Gularad. But the, I think what will happen is I think they'll become uh, more advanced and people will get more used to it. It's like smartphones. It's like when they introduce a smartphone, it's like, I don't want a fucking PDA. I've already had a PDA. It's the dumbest thing ever. Then you get one, and then it's like the most important thing in your life. So I think it's – and it goes so fast. What? What's a PDA? Really? You don't know what a PDA, you don't know what a PDA is? No. A PDA is like a – That's like the predecessor of a smartphone. Yeah. A personal data assistant. Is that what PDA oh. stands for? It's like a Palm Pilot. Palm Pilot. Or a personal yeah. digital assistant. And My when parents I fir- had a Palm Pilot. Yeah. When I first heard about – uh, a smartphone. I was like, eh, I don't well, know it's what like when should. they put when they put the camera on the phones, like, and I'm like, why? Why do I? Why do I need a camera on my phone? I mean, I can, I, can, I have a camera. Why would I need it on my phone? And yeah. I was like, you know, it was like that for me. MMS messaging when uh, the iPhone didn't have it. If you went back to the original iPhone, like the iPhone one or two, you couldn't cut and paste. That was awesome. You couldn't uh, send MMS messages. iMessage didn't exist. You couldn't take video. Yeah, and when you when they talked about MMS coming, I'm like, who's? I'm not going to fucking use that. When would I ever send like files or pictures to people? Now that's all that I do. I don't even respond to people. I just send pictures to them, and that's it. Like emoji. dick pics and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. one I saw. Yeah, Scar she was impressed. She was impressed. Yeah, let's. Oh, for the record. Oh, hey. I don't know if that's impressed as much as like like Cute. her discovering one for like the first. Oh, that's what yeah. they are. I just want to say though. All the people posting videos and all the radio stations talking about the Tesla, like some guy made a big deal about it, that he got the first auto drive speeding ticket, that his car took him faster. Even though you manually set the speed. It's just like, I mean, at that point, it's like a guy that can't work cruise control. That's what that guy is. That guy's a fucking idiot driving around in that car. So why are there so many? You think like the owner of a Tesla going to be probably a smart, successful Allegedly. dude because he can afford eh. a Tesla. They're all idiots. Money doesn't equal intelligence, though. Kind always. Mostly. Not always. Kind of does. <laughs> no. I just read this thing about Donald Parasol. Trump where he said that his dad gave him a million dollar loan. That. A small, small loan. loan. Small loan. Small loan. Yeah. A million dollars. And he had to pay it back with interest, so let's be fair. Oh, come on. <laughs> Don- There's no way Donald Trump's dad's still alive, right? I don't know. So what happened to all that money Someone when his dad up. died? I'm sure it went to Donald Trump, right? Right. So there's like other people. Right, but also he, he also follows up that statement saying, like, got a small loan of a million dollars. Bought property. Oh, okay, so you made the money bag. You're fine. So just talking about Donald Trump, does that now count as a politics conversation? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump is – yeah, I guess he's a political figure. I mean he's the leading candidate right now, right, for the Republican is Party? Is he really? I think he really is. Is God. he? <sighs> so many people are going to leave the country. Hey, well, no, and people so say dead. that. People say that every fucking time we have we have a new president. It's like, oh, if this pro- I'm going to Canada, going going to go to England or something. Did anyone, like, does anyone actually do that? Do yeah, think? I mean, some idiots who like fall through for the most part, 
Or it's like one of those idiots that were like, we're going to get divorced if uh, gay marriage is made legal. Did they get divorced? No. I just like all the people who said they would move to Canada if Obama was elected. And it's like, oh, you're going to go to the country where gay marriage is legal, yeah. where abortion's legal, where all this stuff is legal, free health care, <laughs> everything you're complaining about. Yeah. No one's, no one, no one's going to leave if, if Trump becomes president. No one's going to go. Politics. I might be forced back. We both might be forced back. Why? You guys are immigrants. Just in case we... I don't know if we fuck up or do something. Gavin's always worried about Get doing out. something illegal. Taking jobs. Get out. Yeah. Immigrants. So we like, you gave us Get these. I'm, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying the government will tell you. Like, be, hit the bricks. Canuck. Get, up, get back to your hockey. What, about, what is the population of Canada? Because last, last week at the YouTube event, they kept talking about how PewDiePie has more subscribers than the entire population of Canada. Canada is about 34 million? No shit. The whole country. whole country. There's more people in the state of California than there are in Canada. There's more people with uh, the El Rey channel in their house. Than, uh, <laughs> it's wow. true. Bring it full circle. Nice. That was very awesome, true. John. Oh, wait. I, I do want to point out. You just reminded me. There is one thing you can do in order to make Adam Baird perk up, and that's talk about hockey. Hockey? Yeah. I yeah. talked about that stupid dinosaur MMO. <laughs> he was like... Adam oh, was arc, like, arc. whatever, yeah, whatever the most recent MMO obscure like garbage game, Adam is like level 50 in it. No, no I, I just talked about uh, Adam was giving me a ride home at one point when I was having car problems and he got talking about, oh, I, I brought up hockey because I saw that they, I saw this clip that they changed the rule about, um, when there's overtime, there's only like three guys on the ice on each team. So it's uh, just it's insanity. Badass. That's like Nintendo rules. And so he got, he got, I got him talking about that and he got so like just avid about it that he did like, he missed the exit on the freeway and just kept driving like towards Houston. I was like, that where are we like going? Him. And he's like, sorry, I got to talk about hockey. So if you piss him off enough, will he just keep going on a straight Where's line? Where's he from? Is he? His family's Canadian. Oh, his family's Canadian. I think they're Canadian. from Toronto. I just pointed at Barbara. <laughs> Barbara's sorry. Where's he from? Reference there. to Canada. There. There's also another Canadian at this office. Joe, he's an animator. Oh, yeah? Yep, he's like taller guy. McDonald? Yep, Joe McDonald. So is he like Canadian here in a visa or Canadian I th- regular? I think he like has a dual <laughs> citizenship. Canadian what? regular. I'm not worried. I'm just curious. He's been here for a while. But you want to see some documentation? <laughs> yeah, let's see the papers there. Before we send you back. And- My Uber driver today was British, which I've never seen before. Really? You Taking do- jobs. There we go. There see? you go. Taking jobs. From people, from people, nice Uber drivers. So, Gavin, you played Fall, or not Fallout, you played Halo 5 this uh, last week. I, went, I actually played it a couple it, of weeks ago. By the time people have, uh, it. Yeah, this podcast is released publicly, Halo 5 will have been out for a couple days. But if they're watching it as a sponsor, it comes out tonight. It oh, my God. It's an enjoyable game. I had a great time playing Halo 5. It's, it feels very Halo. And I've said this before to other people. The meatiest Halo game they've ever made. Just chunky. It's just like impact. Solid. Spartan charge and ground pounds and everything sounds like weighty. Is it like, full of gak? No gak. Just gook? <laughs> nope. Nope. Definitely not. <laughs> nope. It's uh, <laughs> not going to talk any spoilers because people haven't seen it, but you know, uh, the multiplayer is fantastic. There's been a little bit of back and forth about the story in the campaign. Well, it is... The middle story. It is the middle of story. A trilogy, which we trilogy. already knew. Which, yeah, they did tell us there was going to be a three-part trilogy, as trilogies tend to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. honestly, it's going to be Halo 4. so much here. You learn so much. Halo I was four expecting, I was expecting a very Halo 2-esque end to the story. Go ahead. And because I was expecting it, I wasn't annoyed by Halo, it. Halo, I thought that this was a way better middle story than Halo 2. And I really liked Halo 2. 
But I think that this is a better game and a better story than Halo 2. I actually liked where they were going with the story. It's very um, – once people you know see the story, they'll, they'll get what I liked about it. There's certain aspects of the Halo universe that were really well handled. There's also a lot of, of Halo lore that was finally shown for the first time. You'll see. I'm not going to spoil stuff. But like stuff happens that you've heard about happening and you see it happening. It's like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. A little foreshadowing. Not really a spoiler. So, no, it like wasn't. A, so, uh, barring kind of review, Halo, is it a... Should people buy it? Big fat thumbs up. Yeah. From game. Gavin. Really great. When Jeff you, and Gus are in uh, Seattle for the Halo 5 live stream. So after this, you can go see... <laughs> you can see Gus and Jeff in their Halo celebrity <laughs> tournament, which challenges both the word celebrity, celebrity. and tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so that should be really... They're going to get destroyed, I'm sure. We're actually going to be releasing the entire campaign in let's play form four player co-op from beginning to end starting every day when? starting today so there's been something <laughs> that happened there at 343 two in the last few years that is like they're hiring like x mlg like ringers that, that work there so when you end up playing people now that that work at 343 they're actually like unbelievably good at the game they Why got they this guy a, 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 like andy dudinsky dudinsky I don't know how you say his last name. He's a he's an old MLG guy. He fucking destroys it, Halo. Yeah. Like they had an event here for uh, RTX last year, and it was like it was awful. It was the worst experience I've ever had playing Halo. I got the shit kicked out of me. Why would you hire someone to do that when like you're like showing people like a game that you want them to buy? Because you want people to be good at it. Also, it's I mean these are people that are super passionate about Halo because they played Halo at a professional level. Be challenging. Yeah, bring those fuckers. I- in. Hey, what should we do for the uh, podcast Let's Play this week? Because I'm supposed to organize it. Are you Do you want to play Counter-Strike? No. I want to play the bomb game. Oh, you want to play oh. Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes? That one. You really oh. want to play that? Yeah. I wonder, the, the I kids want to see, play that for game kids, too. I want to see how good you are under pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I really want to play more which, speed which, Can we which, play in the Achievement Hunter office? Because we don't have a VR setup anywhere else. You don't need VR, but absolutely. Okay. Which, would you as want as him a, doing the instructions or him defusing the bomb? We should rotate. I'll rotate with you. Yes. Oh, we should provide some tips for those who haven't played Halo 5. They teach you how to do a Spartan charge, which is sprint, and then you hold down melee. Melee. And you kind of jetpack and smack stuff. They don't teach you how to ground pound. I didn't know the entire game that you could ground pound. Which <laughs> I saw it in a cinematic. For that, you jump up in the air, and you hold down melee, and yep. you kind of charge a spot. You can aim where it goes, and then you go... I would have had a lot of fun doing that. If Very only the fun. game had told me that exists. Whenever you have the high ground on an enemy, just ground pound them. It's amazing. Also, you can jump up in the air, look down the sight, and you hover midair. Did you use a lot of the iron sight stuff, the left trigger sights? Yeah, all the time. Uh, I yeah, played I, it exactly like I played Destiny. I, I, I could... You mean like, oh, like in, uh, in Call of Duty? Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. We can bring in yeah. the sights. But let me ask you this. Did it seem like the zoom on all the weapons has now been nerfed as a result of that? In terms of distance? Yeah. That's oh, you mean like zoom. they pulled it back? Yeah, like you can't zoom in nearly as far. Like the sniper rifle doesn't z- zoom in nearly as far as it used to. Have you clicked in the stick to zoom in again? I have tried to do that. Does that work? Yep. It didn't work for me. You click in... Maybe I tried it with the binary rifle and it didn't work. You click in the left or right stick. Left stick? And it zooms in again, and you're like, oh, this is a sniper. Oh, okay. Otherwise, it's just... Maybe I was just clicking right stick, because that's what I'm used to. But is it left stick? It's something weird, I think. Well, another thing we got last week that was really fucking awesome, uh, which is a definite buy, if you can afford it. And it is... Like, it's ridiculously priced. But the Xbox Elite controller is fucking amazing. Michael, I, Michael had one. We all, They sent we? us, like, ten. Oh. Yeah, we got them. They're heavy. They're awesome. They're, like, they're metal. They're awesome. Are they all in the Achievement Hunter office? Mm-hmm. Oh, I should check it out. I wasn't intending on buying one, but then 
Just one. I, got, I got one at work and I was holding it and I totally want one now. Like yeah. you can also set. We never get anything, by the way, and they send us like ten of these things. Yeah, it's awesome. And you can, there's like the hair trigger function where you can oh, yeah. you can make it so the trigger only needs to be pushed about halfway. There's like and a little it, lock on the bottom, and it like mechanically stops. It's yeah. not like it just triggers the game it's earlier. Just... It's like so. What I do, I keep my left trigger soft for looking down the sight because I want to squeeze that in. Like nice and squidgy. Yeah, and then the trigger is like. So with with weapons like the pistol and the carbine, it's like you'll be really fast shooting it. Tear it up. Mm. Yeah, and it's also it paddles on the back, which I haven't messed with yet. I remove mine. You can take them off. So you can remove the paddles. You can remove everything. You remove the thumbsticks and replace it with other thumbsticks, and it's what? like held in place. It's very it's easy. All to do. Magnets. It's all magnets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is cool. If if Every you can get your hands on one just to mess with it, I just recommend cornflakes. It. It's dude. It's really it's, yeah. Because like a uh, the D pad has that circular version. Yeah, but like you can disc. like take it out and put in yeah conventional four-directional one or you can take it off and just play on like the underneath bit right it's still weird. it's still there <laughs> people want us to play counter-strike according to, <laughs> according to twitter they're saying it's I'm, either counter-strike wait, do you want counter-strike or, or like csgo contagion oh csgo there more contagion we play the gun game i think would probably be the arms race is that what it's called oh the one wait the one that you have to go through all the, the yeah, guns you i love, love that weapons. One. i would like to play that with people on the podcast crew because i've never ever ever fucking won around <laughs> I, I have probably played a hundred rounds of arms race and i've never even gotten to like the top three guns you ever gotten to like the knife god at this point in my life i'm just if i pull like a one kill death ratio like i'm even i'm ecstatic i just my skills have just dropped oh off. you mean like one to one yeah yeah i just want as many deaths as i have kills you used many... to be you used to be good at halo 2 i did but i don't play as much games as i used, you used to used to quit when we were losing i did i would be like oh, because fuck you because guys. you were good and we were all bad i just stayed the same level of bad and you also joined me. So, like, what's your kill-death <laughs> ratio? In Halo 2? Sure. I remember that the last time I looked, I had 20,000 kills and 25,000 deaths. Is that what it was? So you're, <laughs> you're a little bit under. Yeah. Mine was crazy. Mine was, like, 25,010 kills and 25,000 deaths. It was, like, across, like, 50,000 kills and deaths. I was off, 10 like, 10. kills apart? I was, like, that close to, That's like, one to one. Wow. Yeah. It was something, I think you told me at the time, actually, you knew that. You said, you should get in there and, like, just die 10 times, and then, like, you'll be <laughs> dead even. even. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things online. Have you ever seen the, uh, clip that somebody posted of futurama that's the neutral planet i have no feelings one way or the other i have no strong feelings one way or the other have you ever seen that no nope. it's like some guy he's from the neutral planet and they're voting and the guy he's all dressed in gray and he's his bland character he says he says that he says i'm from the neutral planet and we have no strong opinions one way or the other but the funny thing about that video is it's just that like seven second clip but the Upvotes or the likes and dislikes for it are like at a hundred thousand, but they're dead even. And like, I think it's at like five hundred thousand. Is at it? This point. So like everyone's in on the joke. There's a yeah, community dedicated like to keeping to it even, keeping it in the balance. Yeah. yeah. Someone get a screenshot. I'm curious what that is. What that is at this point? New, I'll look That's up right so neutral. Funny. That's really funny. But you couldn't write that. Well, you happened. could. You actually could. Yeah, but you you could now because it happened. But how would you come up with that? I don't know. Uh, coding robots. All right. It is at 269,079 likes and 269,079 dislikes. No. Have you voted? I don't know if I have voted. Give it a vote. I can't. It's been balanced. I don't want to fuck with it. Do it. Well, if you do do it, it, I'm sure there's someone watching it right now ready to. I'm going to do it right now. You should do it. See, that's the kind of thing. It's like some people would see that and not want to mess with it. That's the kind of person I am. Other people see it and they have to mess it up. Yeah. It's like when Ricky Gervais tweeted, if nobody retweets this tweet. I'll give fifty thousand dollars. He did to charity. that like four times yeah. and, and increased the amount to an insane amount of and like money to charity. Everyone retweeted it. 
It's just it's always somebody. It was a great social experiment of like why it's it's almost like this is why we can't have yeah. nice things in anonymity. Nothing good will ever happen. Oh man! Wow, it's crazy. But if if there's people in a room and he said if anyone objects to this fifty grand, I'm going to give. Raise your hand. Nobody would do it. Nobody would do it. You're right. <laughs> well, maybe they would. You just have to be a real prick, like a prick in a '90s movie. That's my favorite thing right now to do is because uh, people's like through their like anonymity or even just like behind the guise of like a username or an avatar, they'll say whatever they want. And I love going to like YouTube videos where I'm in or something like that and finding those people and then striking up a conversation with them. It's fantastic because most of them like completely make a UE because once they like once you confront them with like you, they most of them just be like, okay, I was just kidding. Yeah. Yep. It's It's because the the confidence is so weak. This is mainly just really young kids, probably like 12 or 13. That is the problem with the anonymous environment online is that you just don't know what age anybody is. It's like you don't realize I'm arguing with an 11-year-old. Yeah, Bernie's 86. A a flock of (laughs) 11-year-olds. And you you don't know that I'm 86. Four million views. Yeah, on that? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's not even monetized either. I'm disliking it. All right, go for it. There you go. I got to go like it then. Okay, well, uh, we I think it's about it time to wrap it up. Is there anything else that anyone else would like to cover before we finish out today? That was pretty cool earlier when Robert Rodriguez was here. It was. It got significantly cool. less cool when John got in the That's seat. That's always hey. cool. Yeah, we, we, we start strong and finish weak. Yeah. That's the, uh, we, the Rooster's podcast. Should we say what Gus always says is watch sports ball tomorrow at 5 o'clock, patch Wednesday. No, sports ball 5 o'clock, patch Wednesday 4 o'clock, on the spot at... Five o'clock. There you go. On Thursday. Also, the other thing that Gus always says, which is, I hate everything and people especially. All right. We want to thank our special guest, Mr. Robert Rodriguez. If you want to follow him, please follow him on Twitter at at Rodriguez. And I also want to give a very special shout out. We made a huge change today at the company. We made a big staffing change where we have a new member of our executive management team. Mr. Gavin Free is now the creative director of Rooster Teeth. I talked a lot about that in the vlog. Hey, congrats to Thank Gavin. you very much for the lovely promotion. Yes, and we have a ton of work in front of us. So. Yeah. I got promoted in a job that I didn't think it was possible to get a promotion at, which is nice. <laughs> well, now you can promote other people. Yeah. All right, we well, want to thank everybody for watching the Rooster Teeth Podcast. want to thank our sponsors, Casper and Squarespace, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, I love you. Bye-bye. This week, Rooster Teeth Podcast... Featuring the great Gusarola, Gusarola, Gus, Gusarola, Gus, Gusarola, and Gus, and Gus. Listen, Gus, what? Gus, what? Gus, what? It's am awesome. Yeah. Hi, Gus. Meh. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. What's that? Oh. What's that? Ooh. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, check hey. Thanks for watching, everyone. Good night. <laughs> yeah, so stupid. fucking stupid.